Hey people, welcome to a Pee on a Pod podcast where we discuss self-love, self-care, self-awakening, self-everything, and basically anything mental health. I'm your host, Oviani. You can listen to full episodes on your favorite podcast platforms at Spotify, Apple Music, and be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at a Pee on a Pod podcast. Let's get right into it. Hey people, welcome back to Piano Pod. I'm your host, Jovini, and today we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. Now, I know all of us here have had our moments where we felt like we didn't belong in a certain place or we weren't, you know, qualified for certain things that we've achieved. You know, like in school when you have like a good grade or you get a good job and people are congratulating you and you're like oh no i didn't do this i didn't deserve this i was just really lucky and it's not like you're just putting it off right you actually believe that it's actually just luck and yes that has a name and it is imposter syndrome you feel self-doubt and incompetent that you were not worthy of that role you are not worthy of the first position you got. You are not worthy of the A's. You are not worthy of the promotion. But you are. There are lots of people in the entertainment industry that I've heard say that a lot of times they struggle with accepting, you know, the awards that they get, the audience and the fans that they have. They don't believe that they deserve them. They don't believe that they're talented enough or they've done anything to deserve them. It's completely normal and it's nice to know that there are people, you know, that are up there and that feel the same way as we do. You know, you feel like, what am I doing here? I don't belong here. I'm a total fraud. And sooner or later, everyone's going to find out. Lots of people feel like, an imposter at work you know they can't do their job because they're so focused on you know overachieving doing their very best to to prove to themselves like this wasn't just luck you know you get a really good job that you really were expiring to have you really wanted it and then you got to you know you're surprised and you're like oh is this luck and then you overwork yourself to prove that you didn't get this because you know you didn't deserve it you got it because you were smart and that you can do it over and over again and it's the same thing with musicians when they make a hit song and it's popular and they're like oh i'm never gonna have like a second hit like i'm a one-hit wonder we all feel it at work, at school, at home. We all feel undeserving of our achievements, you know? Like, for example, you know, children who grew up to be very smart and then going up to universities, you start to feel like you can't really do a lot of things. And then when you do achieve something, you feel like a fluke, like, that was just a stroke of luck, you know? And it is sad because it kind of comes from this place of low self-esteem and 
probably from your inner child being told to prove yourself over and over again. Imposter syndrome can affect any and everyone from professional people to graduates to, you know, CEOs and everything. Now, to counter these feelings, you might end up working harder and holding yourself to even higher standards. This pressure can eventually take a toll on your emotional well-being and your performance. What does it feel like? What does imposter syndrome feel like? Imposter feelings represent a conflict between your own self-perception and the way other people see you. Other people might be so proud of you, so proud of your achievement. People might say, oh my god, you look so great. All these things that you've been doing, they've been so great. I've learned so much from you. I enjoy your company. I like to be friends with you. But you don't see yourself as that. You don't think that your company is worth it. Your friendship is good enough or the things that you put out is good enough. You know, like an artist, you create art and you're like, oh, it's not good enough for somebody else to like it. Other people praise your talent, you know, but you write it off. You're like, no, it's just, you know, this. I just did it at the appropriate time. That's why it clicked. It's not really about me. I couldn't have done that. You know, you don't believe that you earn the merits that you get. You know, and you fear that others will eventually find out that, you know, find out about the way you feel about yourself. And you fear that they'll find it to be true. Maybe if you slip or you make a mistake. And, you know, you pressure yourself harder to keep others from recognizing your shortcomings and failure. Become worthy of roles you believe you don't deserve. You make up for what you consider your lack of intelligence. You ease feelings of guilt over tricking people. Like in your mind, these people don't know you. In your mind, you're stupid. You're not worthy enough for the things that you have and the things that you've achieved. So you feel like, oh my God, these people don't really know me. I'm not really this good. I'm not really this smart. I can relate to this because when I would write exams and I would, you know, pass and then people were like, oh, you're actually really smart. And I was like, no, it maybe it was just this and it was just that. And I always felt like I wasn't really as smart or smart enough, you know, to be praised or anything. Like I didn't feel like I was up to that level where you would talk about me in a certain light I always felt like I was average or even less than average, you know. You don't feel secure in yourself and you don't feel secure in your accomplishments. You consider them as nothing, you know. You just feel like, oh, well, I did this, so of course this would be the result. It's not because I'm anything special. Any recognition you earn, you call it sympathy or pity You know, and the fact that you link your accomplishments to luck and chance, you take up all of the blame for any mistake you make. Like, okay, good things come, awards come, oh, you say it's luck, but if you make a mistake, you say, oh, that's me because I was silly, because I was foolish, 
even minor errors, you know, you use them as an excuse and as a reason to reinforce your belief, you know, in your lack of intelligence and ability. You say, yes, this is why I was so sure I would fuck up. I'm not the best person for this. And over time, this becomes anxiety. You become anxious. You become depressed. And this constant feeling of guilt, like you're in the wrong place. You're Like you're in a place where you don't fit in. Like these are not your people. Everybody's better than you, you know. And you live in this constant fear that people are going to find out that you're not really all that. You know, and you try to be perfect you know, a perfectionist in everything that you do. You feel guilty. You feel worthless. You feel you can't achieve even the smallest things that people praise you for. And then not to mention feeling burnt out because you've been overwhelming yourself and you've been overworking yourself. Now, we're going to talk about the five types of imposter syndromes. Yeah? According to Dr. Valerie Young, which describes five main types of imposter in her book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It. Now, the perfectionist is the first type of imposter syndrome. And what does the perfectionist do? You focus primarily on how you do things, often to the point where you demand perfection of yourself in every aspect of your life. Yet, since perfection is, isn't always a realistic goal, you can't meet you know, the standards that you set for yourself. And instead of acknowledging that you cannot meet them and acknowledging the hard work that you've put in so far after completing a task... You criticize yourself for the small mistakes and feel ashamed of your failure. You might even avoid trying new things if you believe you can't do them perfectly the first time. Absolutely, I agree with all of this because I try and try and try and try and try so hard in so many things that I do because I feel like I have the control. And if things turn out good, oh God did it. If things turn out bad, then I'm just so unlucky and I hate myself and I cry over it and I complain and I get angry and I just, I'm unhappy. I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm not worth it. I always want things to come out perfectly and everything to be perfect and to meet the standards. Like, there's so many things that I've liked, but I haven't done because I wanted to be perfect from the beginning to the end, you know? If I put a basketball, like threw a basketball at a net and it didn't enter, I would immediately give up and walk the other way because I cannot. Second type of imposter syndrome is the natural genius. You've spent your life picking up new skills with little effort and believe you should understand new material and process right away. You believe anything you pick up you got to get it right the first time. You believe that competent people can handle anything with little difficulty leads you to feel like a fraud when you have a hard time. If something doesn't come easily to you 
or you fail to succeed at the first try, you might feel ashamed and embarrassed. And I feel like a lot of people can resonate with this because natural geniuses, you've been smart and everything your whole life and people have been praising you and you're like oh my god you know you know amanda doesn't even take it a minute for her to learn things she's a very fast learner very smart girl and then you grow up and then you figure out there are other things that you have to like or have to learn and then you're not immediately good at it and then you hate yourself and then you just drop it because you feel ashamed and embarrassed to try or to even look bad while you're trying it you know if you're not immediately good then you know you dump it third one is the rugged individualist or soloist you believe you should be able to handle everything solo if you can't achieve success independently you consider yourself unworthy asking someone for help or accepting support when it's offered doesn't just mean failing your own high standards it also means admitting your inadequacies and showing yourself as a failure you feel like if you can't do something by yourself then of course you're a failure of course you've proven to yourself that all these things that you were saying to yourself were true because why can't you achieve this thing by yourself because why do you need somebody else But the truth is, no man is an island, okay? Whether you need someone or you don't, it shouldn't determine your worth as a person or whether or not you can achieve something. Now, the fourth one would be the expert. Before you can consider your work as a success, you want to learn everything there is to know on the topic. You might spend so much time pursuing your quest for more information that you end up having to devote more time to your main task. Since you believe you should have all the answers, you might consider yourself a fraud or failure when you can't answer a question or encounter some knowledge you previously missed. Now, I feel like this is also people who want to try to control everything and know everything so they they can they feel like when they know all this knowledge they can have access to the outcomes and if anything goes bad then you know they're a failure now the last one is the superhero you link your competence or competence to your ability to succeed in every role you hold whether it be a student a friend employee a parent failing to successfully navigate the demands of these roles simply proves in your opinion your inadequacy if you're unable to be a good friend unable to be the best student unable to be the best employee or employee of the month or the best parent to you that is proving to yourself that you are inadequate and you've always been always been inadequate so to succeed then you push yourself to the limit expending as much energy as possible in every role still even the maximum effort may not resolve your imposter feelings you might think i should be able to do more or this should be easier i think as individuals we are so hard on ourselves you know and we don't have 
to feel that way. It shouldn't, you know, take so much energy to do things. And I feel that so much of this is from lack of confidence and self-awareness. So we're going to talk about where it comes from, where it stems from. There's no single clear cause of imposter feelings. Rather, a number of factors likely combine to trigger them. Potential underlying causes include parenting and childhood environment, personal traits, existing mental health symptoms, new responsibilities. Now I'm going to explain each and every one of these because it's important. Now the parenting and childhood environment, you might develop imposter feelings if your parents pressured you to do well in school, compared you to your siblings, or in Nigeria, your cousins, were controlling or overprotective, emphasized your natural intelligence. They always praised you. You're so smart. You're smarter than everyone. You know, you should do your best. You should always come first because those kids aren't as smart as you. You're smart. You're naturally smart. You don't even have to read book. You're smart. You know, sharply criticized your mistakes. Every small thing you do, they were on edge. They were there to remind you and tell you why you shouldn't do it. Academic success in childhood could also contribute to imposter feelings later in life. Maybe nursery school and secondary school never posed much of a challenge for most because I feel the rest of us had to struggle and there was more competition in secondary schools and primary schools than in the university. In the university, you're not showing your parents your results. At least I didn't do that. You're not showing them coming home, being scared, and, you know, they're telling you if everybody that passed you has two heads. But here in the article, it says, maybe high school and primary school didn't pose much of a challenge, but you learned easily and received plenty of praise from teachers and parents. That is a point in college however you find yourself struggling for the first time you might be- begin to believe your classmates are more intelligent and gifted and you might worry you don't belong in college after all did i ever feel like that i think so i think so yeah especially when you know somebody gets like your a former classmate gets like a better cause than you did and then you feel like oh you're not so smart after all and maybe you might have been passing or whatever but yeah this part of your life will prove that you're not even as smart as you thought but that is not true okay after school i think there's this whole new life that we're going we're getting to figure out that it takes more than just a certificate to be a person, you know. And I, I think that parents made our entire lives about school because they understand the importance of an education, right? But to tell us that that was everything in life was a bit of a drag because there's so much more, you know kids that were bad at math you'd feel like you were a failure like you'd never get anything in life kids that were bad at biology 
you're never gonna do this you're never gonna be that and i think people should feel like they have choices i'm not saying don't go to school i'm saying you shouldn't feel like if you're bad in school you're never going to be anything you know another another one of where it comes from personal traits Experts have linked specific personality traits to imposter feelings. These include profession, perfectionistic tendencies. Excuse me. I think I have that. Low self-efficacy or confidence in your ability to manage your behavior and successfully handle your responsibilities. You doubt yourself and if you fail or you pass, you don't give yourself credit. The worst part is, you know, getting bad results and being it the only time that you acknowledge yourself or your participation in your results is when they are bad, you know. And a lot of self-confidence is put on if you fail or if you succeed. The third one is existing mental health symptoms. Fear of failure can prompt plenty of emotional distress and many people coping with imposter feelings also experience anxiety and depression. But living with depression and anxiety might mean you already experience self-doubt, diminished self-confidence and worries around how others perceive you. This mindset of feeling less than can both lead to and reinforce the belief that you don't really belong in your academic or professional environment. Imposter syndrome can worsen mental health symptoms, creating a circle, a cycle, sorry, that's difficult to escape. Now you could already be anxious and already be depressed and then here comes this whole feeling of I'm not good enough I'm in this environment where I'm not worthy of anything and there are people that are better than me there are people that deserve this chance that I'm getting but here I am you know I'm going to fail I'm going to that is just putting a whole lot of pressure and you know weight on yourself and your chest and just is killing you that's my point is killing you and the last one is new responsibilities it is not at all uncommon to feel unworthy of a career or academic opportunity that you just earned of course you want the job of course you want to go to school it might be your dream job it doesn't matter all the same you're going to feel you're going to worry that you won't measure up to expectations and you don't believe that your abilities will match those of your co-workers or classmates. You know, these feelings, they may fade as you settle in and get familiar with the role. Sometimes they get worse, particularly if you feel to receive support, validation and encouragement from your supervisors or peers, you know. You're working so hard, you're trying your best, but nobody acknowledges your effort. If you fail to receive it, you know, you also encourages those feelings of self-doubt and those feelings of 
imposter syndrome and imposter feelings. Now, how do we deal with it? We've said enough of what it is and the types. How do you deal with it? If you feel like a fraud, working harder to do better may not do much to change your self-image. Here are things that you should try. Acknowledge your feelings, first of all. Don't deny that you feel that way. Whenever they come up, acknowledge it. Identifying imposter feelings and bringing them out into the light of day can accomplish several goals. You know, talk to a trusted friend or mentor about your distrust. You know, how to help you get out of your own head. Speak to someone about how you're feeling, you know. And you know they, they're definitely going to gas you up at the end of the day. Sharing your feelings can help them feel less overwhelming. Another thing you could try is opening up to your friends, which I just fucking said. <laughs> My point is, when you open up to your friends, they get to tell you about their own feelings. And then you realize that you're not the only one who feels like a fucking fraud. And then you realize it's a natural feeling and that you're not bad, you're not hopeless, you're not doing everything wrong. Another point is build connections. Avoid giving in to the urge to do everything yourself. Instead, turn to a classmate, an academic peer, a co-worker to create a network of mutual support. Remember, you cannot achieve everything alone. Your network can offer guidance and support, validate your strengths, and encourage your efforts to grow. Sharing imposter syndrome can also help others in the same position feel less alone. It also creates the opportunity to share strategies for overcoming these feelings and related challenges you might encounter. Point is, share. Share, share, fucking share with everyone. Not everyone, because you have to share with people that understand people that are willing to admit some people will never admit that they feel less or they feel bad they don't feel good enough they will never admit it challenge your doubts when your imposter feelings surface ask yourself whether an actual it's an actual fact or you're just thinking it ask yourself is there actual facts to support this belief then look for pieces of evidence to counter them. Say you're considering applying for a promotion, but you don't believe you have what it takes. Maybe a small mistake you made on a project a few months ago still haunts you. Or perhaps you think the coworker who praised your work mostly just feels sorry for you. Fooling all of your coworkers would be pretty difficult, don't you think? And poor work probably wouldn't go unnoticed long term if you consistently receive encouragement and recognition that's a good sign that you're doing a lot of things right and that you deserve a chance for promotion last one avoid comparing yourself to others comparison is a killer of joy we've always heard this everyone has their unique abilities things that you can do that i can't that i can do that you can't you're where you are because someone recognized your talents and your potential. 
You may not excel in every task that you attempt, but you don't have to. Almost no one can do it all. Even when it seems like someone has everything under control, you may not know the full story. It's okay to need a little time to learn something new, even if someone else seems to grasp that skill immediately. Instead of allowing other success to highlight your flaws, consider exploring ways to develop the abilities that interest you. So if you like something about a certain person or you're jealous, figure out if you can get those things to happen for yourself too or you can learn those certain skills that you like about them. You know, just because someone has something doesn't take away from you. It doesn't take away from you. The talent, the beauty, the sensibility, it doesn't take anything from you. The bottom line is, success does not require perfection. True perfection is impossible. So failing to achieve it doesn't make you a fraud. It makes you a human being. You are totally normal. Be kind to yourself and be compassionate to yourself instead of judging and doubting yourself, okay? Maintain a realistic perspective and motivate yourself to pursue healthy self-growth. If you continue to struggle with imposter syndrome, the best thing you can do is get a fucking therapist. Mm -hmm. And they're going to teach you to overcome feelings of unworthiness or perceived fraudulence addressing anxiety, depression, or emotional distress, you know, and they will challenge and reframe unwanted beliefs. So that is all for today, guys. I hope that you learned something, you know something, and that you can feel less alone and feel that you are not an imposter and you do not have to be perfect. As long as you're trying your best, as long as you've gotten up from that chair and you're motivating yourself, you're doing just fine. Thanks so much for listening to a P on a pod. Let's connect on Instagram at a P on a pod podcast. If you're loving this podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd go ahead and hit the subscribe button and leave me a review. Until next time. Bye, guys.